When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 93 of the Bitter Out Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here this week and delighted to be joined by Connor Lynch. Connor, how are you? Great, Ronan, thanks. Uh, sorry, feeling a phone call there while on the podcast. All good, all good, yeah. Happy with um, our win. Jerry Connor, how's things? Yeah, good, um, Ronan. I just, I'm all mixed up listening to Connor there. <laughs> he was going on a bit. Sorry, I had to just take a... Uh, a quick call there briefly. Sorry, I okay. dropped and everything. <laughs> and Donald Kelly, what is the crack? Slow start. It's a slow start this week, isn't it? Donald, how are things? Terribly, terribly well. Terribly well. No, I don't know. Thanks be to God. Yeah, all good. All good. So this week, we will look back on Saturday night's 3-1 win against UCD. We will hear your shouts from the shed end. We have two cases of the white hag to give away from St. Pat's fan, Sean Meehan, Finch. also known as Finch, as Connor says. And we'll also look ahead to two big games upcoming on the bank all the weekend. Sham's away on the Friday night, and then on the Monday, it's another way trip this time to Richmond Park to take on St. Pat's. So, lads, we'll start with, with Saturday night. First of all, Connor, I'll start with yourself. 3-1 win against UCD. I suppose you can touch on first. Was it was it one of the most complete performances we've seen so far this season? I guess it was, yeah. Um, there were some changes to starting 11. Obviously, we got to get our first look at Finnerty. Um, and we had uh, Caelan Barlow starting. I think it was his first starting league. Um, so, and I think people had kind of been uh, eager to see uh, the team with with Barlow starting, uh, yeah, was it a complete performance? It was, but I don't think anybody would get overly excited uh, due to the opposition uh, and the types of results that the UCD have had. But like, could could you? I mean, you couldn't find a lot of a lot of fault in it, you know. So, I mean, maybe we'll talk about the goal later on. That might be a, a talking point. Obviously, the clean sheet um, remains an issue. Uh, or the lack thereof, but um, for the most part, yeah, it was it was, it was a good. Can't fault too much. And Connor, touch on there, you know, finishing made his it was his first sort of debut, I think. Um, like when we saw that that the announcement of the team, John Mann wasn't in it. Was that an initial worry for you that John wouldn't be playing? Well, I, I don't know why, man. Maybe other people can, Ronald um, or Jerry, or even yourself, Ronald, can. Uh, Enlighten me on his. I think uh, he picked up an injury on Friday. Not too sure, but I think that's what happened to him. Right. Okay. I had just thought that maybe he he had. Um, they were being extra cautious ahead of the the games that were coming up, and bearing in mind, um, the the, you know what UCD had done so far in the league that it would have been an opportunity to to get somebody like Finnerty in there, 
Um, I think that he looked really good. The one thing that I noticed about him um, was he was very vocal as well. He was doing a lot of talking. And I think we, we've said on the podcast as well that that was something that was missing. He looked good on the ball, willing to get forward. Yeah. Uh, his range of passing was good. Um, so um, we can't be, you know, we have the likes of Lafferty and Finnerty who comes in as well with a degree of pedigree. So we need, it was really important to get for these guys to get more game time and for us not to become more reliant on a, a small selection of the squad. So I was I was delighted to see him and I was really happy with him. Yeah, he was very good, like um, very composed for a guy, you know, that was playing his first game in 11. You know, and he would only played half games here and there throughout pre-season. They thought he was excellent. Um, done a lot of talking. Was able to step. Was able to step out with the ball. Passing was good. Defending was good. It was like, it was like a new sign. It was complete breath of fresh air. It was great to get. So, um, I know people say that the opposition weren't wasn't it wasn't the hardest, but I wouldn't really take that to be to be honest. Um, look, we're all, we're all in the same division. There's only ten teams, so there's never going to be too far. A uh, distance between teams, so and UCD, UCD have done well against other teams so far, but um, I know kind of everybody's annoyed that we didn't keep a clean sheet, um, but I wouldn't get too hung up on it either in terms of, you know, I, I think that the I think the free kick that led to the goal was you know was very very dubious. Don't want to get into that. You still have to defend it. I thought Magnificent's got a two good fists on it. And your man just caught the ball really well and scored, took a couple of nicks on the way in. So I know it's annoying, but I wouldn't get completely hung up on not, on, on, on not keeping a clean sheet. It, it'll happen. I just thought, uh, the, the, I watched back in the, the highlights, there was one or two passes of the play where, where UCD were in. I suppose they're kind of putting pressure in our box. And like we talk about putting bodies in the line uh, in previous weeks and lads like, like wanting to defend. Like I think there was one shot come in and like Nando literally like threw his body at on the, the ball. Exactly, yeah. Like that's that's what you want to see. And like that goal, like you're always going you're not gonna you're not gonna stop every every goal. Like Luke did everything he had to do there. He was he was commanded in the box, he punched the ball, he he cleared it well, he cleared his area well, and your man look your man just caught as sweet as a nut, took it took a collection and these things happen. Yeah, but, I, I don't it, think you'd think too much about it if we had kept a clean sheet up to that, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's well, because it, we haven't kept one that it's kind of annoying yeah. everybody. But it was just one of those where, mm. you know, I think we'd we done what we needed to do. Um, we did, He did clear it well. And your man, Ferris, was a good strike. Took, took a couple of nicks on the way in. And, you know, look, these these things happen. I wouldn't, as you said, Don, it wasn't for the want to try and throw, literally throwing bodies on the line. It's just one of those goals that you know happens. It yeah. did, I think it did take a deflection, Jerry, and it pushed it even further into the corner it, because, it did, uh, yeah. in fairness to McNicholas, he was he was well across the goal, but there was probably you know the ten inches of the size of the ball between his hand and the post where the ball went in. Yeah, there's no stopping that. No keeping the orders going to stop that. I don't think. Just go, Donald. Go back to the piece of defending there that you mentioned from Pineacker, uh, where he like if if that's deliberate. Uh, that is an unbelievable <laughs> piece of defending. I don't know. I I, I don't even think he. I, I do think he, it was deliberate, but it was. I think it was. It was very unusual. Unorthodox, yeah. <laughs> like he was facing his own goal, yeah, and it hit his back. So yeah. he just kind of jumped. Like, just exactly, just to block yeah. something, do yeah. something, like yeah, yeah. 
But maybe that's, that's maybe, but that's maybe the little bit of luck that we needed too, because like the previous game is that would have knocked off him and gone in, or he mightn't have thrown his body on the line. So well, that's that for a, me that's is a, great to see, isn't that's it? That's the group been calling for Jerry is you know yeah. literally been asking lads to put their put it on the line, and that's what he's doing. Yeah, and 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 fairness, whatever it was as you said, kind of was very unorthodox, but it worked. And to go back to our own goal, lads, was the first goal after four minutes with uh, Max on the end of it, who was a uh, Another great goal, great ball into the box from Barlow Donald and Max on the end of it. So look at this a corner to the box, like a great ball into the box. <laughs> uh, again, like like that's one thing about Barlow, even watching him in the under nineteens, like his delivery of dead ball is is absolutely top quality. I've seen him score some great free kicks as well. But uh great delivery into the box and like Max dear to me, just uh, a powerful header and like another goal from inside the six yard box. Like he's scoring the goals, he should be scoring. So it's that like that's very important, I suppose, from my point of view. And that uh, he's taking the chances when they present themselves. He's in great, he's in a great fan form. Very soon. But he's broken his. You know he scored seven league goals last season, Connor. He's got eight now this year. So it's it's a testament. We we said it before. Like you know, it's a testament to to the work that he has done maybe throughout the off season to. To get himself, you know, to be the the main man, he like he's everything you want in number nine, really. In his his, like I I know he picked up a yellow card in the second half, uh, for a pretty heavy challenge on Jack Haney, um, but he and actually did like I think I think Keeney was kind of at him or they were kind of at each other as well, and um, Max kind of laid. The, the law down there. He was like he was telling them who was boss, and um, he I like, I think he knew there was a yellow card coming. But at the same time, I was quite happy to see him do it because he it was kind of a, a statement, and um, it's uh, but but he, like he's got he's got so much to his game. He's got that kind of dirty side to his game. Massive physical presence. Uh, he's he's scoring the goals that he should be scoring. He's not like he's not doing that in Keane role either. Where he, you know, Keane was everywhere. Keane was like coming deep. So there's that kind of, um, I guess he's got a clear understanding of what his, his role is, and and that responsibility is placed on the other players to to deliver to him when he's when he's in the right position, when he's in front of goal, you know, in between the lines of the six yard area, and he's doing it. He's great. Yeah, I mean. Uh, we raise concerns as to whether what happen, what might happen if, if he picks up an injury uh, or if he's out for any period of time. Um, but I suppose there's no point in going there while uh, while things are yeah. going well at the moment. Yeah, because every, every, be yeah, everybody's kind of everybody's kind of saying that too. Well, what if? What if? What if? Just fucking keep on. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually, and, I actually think know. that's a, that's a really redundant kind of conversation because yeah, you know, for for eight years of our. Uh, of our, our 70 years of Sligo Rovers existence, we probably all, all we wanted was someone to put the ball in the net. And here we are. Like and we've yeah. had we've had two of them in consecutive seasons, like you know, so yeah, or even even three, in fairness, and uh, three seasons in the bounce yeah. where we've had strikers, you know, probably the best in in the league. But yeah, you're right, Connor. Like it's kind of like just enjoy it for what it is like. And you know, we have a striker that's scoring goals, just enjoy, it. just forget about the other shit. Do you know what if, what if, what if, like, you know, what if what? Mm. You know, let's just keep going and you know, like football's a funny game too. Like, you know, everybody's saying at the start of the season, who's going to get the goals? Max has stood up. Well, except me actually, because I said he will get the goals. But anyways, <laughs> um, 
But it just shows you, you know, if it, if something was to happen, who's to say somebody else can't, that, you know, yeah. step into yeah. that, you know. So like, no point worrying about that hasn't happened yeah, or like, might not happen. Like Magoo had, we, we did this conversation week before last and I think maybe Magoo was a little bit worried about who would step in. But I, I would have confidence in that there's, there's, yeah, we don't have anybody who's like a proven number nine, but we have loads of players who have the right attitude and the ability to pick up should we yeah. find ourselves in a situation where uh, Mata is. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. We've, we've so many good players, good technical Footballers. football players, yeah, mm. that, you know, that can bridge the gap, so to speak. So let's not worry about something that hasn't or mightn't happen, as I say, and enjoy it. If it's a cliff, if it's a cliff that can never be claimed. Say that one again? If is a cliff that can never be claimed. Oh, there you go. No. <laughs> Donald's topper today. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I read on the back of a sugar stick in the, in the coffee stack. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was your Buddhism that was coming no. through there. Life lessons everywhere, huh? Everywhere you look. Yeah. But just going back to the first goal, uh, Matt is the, the delivery in from Barlow and Matt. Like, such simplicity. Absolutely such simplicity. You know, um, like as I said before, like we're kind of loading when we like the second goal was the type of football that John Russell wants to play. Like, you know, that we reverse ball uh, from Kaelin into Hartman and he drives into the box, gets it onto his left foot and buries it. Like that's exactly the type of football that he wants to play. But at the same time, too, and it's like I suppose Greg Bulger was saying last week, you know, it's about uh, set pieces as well. And and it's the most simplest set piece that you'll ever see. But sometimes simple is effective. Uh, and that was it. And as Donald was saying, like it's another goal inside the six-yard box. And we weren't scoring goals like that from corner kicks last year, nor were we scoring goals within the six-yard box. So that's really, really good. Um, so we're able to mix. It's nice to be able to see where we can mix it up too. So that's what we're all kind of calling for. Yeah. Um, so there's so much to be positive about, to be honest. You know, so many fucking negative nores out there at times. It's just enjoy it. Like in, in the second half when we had the... Uh, four or five consecutive corners we were, we were really putting pressure on them um it was uh the corners in from from the right um as we were playing it was a mix between Hartman and Barlow that was taking corners uh and Hartman put in he might have put in two or three they went they ended up going to the back post and there wasn't anybody there but that's not to say that the ball, they were excellent balls. There was, if there was, you just, we just needed somebody there. And, you know, God knows what, they were coming in at such speed and at the right trajectory. Like they were just, they were great. They were great. Yeah, you just need someone to meet it. Do you know, just direct it. You don't even have to, the pace is on the ball already for you. It's just about getting your head on it or, you know, and directing it towards yeah. the goal. It's just, yeah, they were, they were good balls. You couldn't say there was a bad corner. It must have been definitely, definitely a game where we, uh, we had so many corners, uh, up until last game, it seemed to be all the corners going against us. So it was nice to get a few, uh, a bit of practice. And that goal you mentioned, Jerry, the, the Fabrice one, it's a, uh, you know, that's what this was the style of bit looking to, looking to play. Um, but the third goal as well is that cutting side, you know, it's dynamic, it's sharp and it's, it's another, you know, it's, it's another brilliant goal. Yeah, and like you, it's like again, you know, you don't you don't shoot, you don't score. You know, Fabrice cuts inside, uh, shoots, gets a gets the luck, and it goes in. 
Whereas maybe previous to that, he maybe was passing it off or taking another touch. But as I say, you don't shoot, you don't score. But the likes of Hartman and um, and Barlow and players like that, they're the type of players that get people off their seats. You know, they're exciting to watch. They're explosive. You don't know what they're going to do next. Uh, some of the interchange is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, even the likes of Stefan coming off the bench, you've got uh, Fitzgerald on the other wing. Yeah, Fitzgerald was excellent, I thought, as well. Maybe his performance might have kind of gone under the radar a bit. But I thought, like, his form this season has been absolutely excellent. He's probably probably the most consistent yeah. player, in fairness. Like he's he's a seven, he's a seven or eight out of out of ten every week, mm-hmm. whereas other fellas might be an eight. Mm. Next week there might be a six, but he's in and around that all the time. The thing I'd like to see with Fitzgerald though is probably um maybe getting into more shooting type positions himself and maybe feed off Max a little bit more like where Hartman seems to get a little bit closer towards him. Do you know that kind of way? Um. So yeah, I I just I think he's got an excellent strike. He's an excellent striker of the ball, and probably just maybe doesn't use it enough. I think he needs to start adding, adding more goals to his game, in my opinion. Because as I said to you, he's probably the most consistent player, and sometimes it's just about that little bit of having a little bit more belief in yourself and and just having a go. I just thought a couple of times that it just didn't open up for him um, on Saturday night. A couple of yeah. times where he looked like he was going to have a shot. And he just kind of got blocked off or whatever, you know, that kind of way. But again, like he, he used the ball well as well. When that did happen, like he 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 didn't just give it away or he didn't have no you know, he wasn't rash either in possession, I suppose, or, or just taking a shot for the sake, but he, he used the ball well when whenever that did happen. So but again, I, I just I just I, I thought it was worthy of mentioning anyway, because I do think he's been very good all season. For yeah. both of the for the, the second and third goal, the pitch as well and the, the improvement and there has been some technical work done on the pitch over the last uh, week or so. Yeah. And um, that has probably also helped the likes of Hartman, who, who you know, is, re- is relying on the ball on the ground. And actually, looking back at the highlights, um, the second goal, as, as good as, as good as, it didn't, the, the video didn't do it justice for some reason. Um, and whatever angle I watched that, um, I don't know, it just, in, in the showground, it just looked much better goal than it's uh, kind of perceived on the on the video. And I don't really know why that is. Um, maybe it's the, the movement and just the, the single angle from the camera in the showgrounds. But Yeah, it's, I think it's the single angle across the pitch from the camera that sometimes, you know, obviously yeah. when you've got multi-cameras, it'll pick up different bits and pieces or where you're sitting in the stand. But like I was at the, Seth and Donald were at the, the game the next day, the Intermediate Cup final. Um, it, between Rockmount and uh, yeah, so Cockhill, yeah, um, and like the pitch was it was immaculate the next day. So to play two games in twelve hours and it was absolutely immaculate. And even a couple of the people from Donegal were saying how good the pitch was. I think I seen one divot on the pitch, so it's amazing. You know, I think it was it was vertically drained and sanded on Wednesday of last week. Got a little bit of luck with the weather. Uh, Got a good rolling or whatever the case may be, but it's 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 a, it's definitely definitely helped us on on Saturday night, and I think it'll stand to us. And I suppose the frustrating thing is that, Jesus, when you love to have it like that from game but one, you can't, Jerry. Like realistically, oh, I know, yeah, no, I know. like it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a swamp, Ireland. Yeah, it's just it's it's frustrating, like, but it's you know, like it's great to see now, and you know, I suppose. Um, 
yeah, I think we'll we'll I'm not in fairness, don't you've been saying this for weeks, you know, that we'll get better as the pitches get better and and we will like we will. And as we also saw that, you know, Johan Branfeld back starting, it's a good to see him back starting and certainly Donald on on uh on Saturday night he, he you know showed what he's all about once again. Absolutely, he was excellent, Ronan. He was excellent. And like one thing I, I like about him as well, like he's he's up for a battle. No, he's not uh, he doesn't shirk it. Um he's not afraid to get stuck in, he's not afraid of the physicality of of of, of the league and uh He's do you know what I mean? He's 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 he showed his quality on on Saturday night, and um, it's great to have him back. And also, uh, Frank when he came on, like Frank had a, made a great impact off the bench as well when he came on too. Like there were so many good performances on Saturday night. There wasn't one bad performance on on Saturday night. I just, oh, uh, I was you know like like I stand at the in in the car park at the end of the game and like there was so many happy faces coming out of the showgrounds. It was it was great to see and. It's, I, I just I hope it's it's the same things to come. Like we all know it's football on that side and the, the short flashes of what they can do last night. Barrow as well, like some like some of the football, like quick one touch football that, that Barrow's playing was uh, top class. Absolutely top class. And you know like I suppose when you when you've Bulger kind of, and more Nine Morgan, who was very good as well, by the way, uh, kind of protecting the back four, it gives those lads a license to to get the ball down and play and when they're at it, like it's it's a joy to watch. Like. Yeah, there's probably not a better uh, right side pairing than uh, Brand Flack and uh, Hartman in the league. Oh, agreed, Jerry. Yeah, you know, like they're they're absolutely fucking dynamic. Mm. Um, Were you surprised to see Frank go back into fullback when he came out of the sub? No, uh, because he's been so good. Uh, because he's been so good when he when he stepped in there for for Johan, and like. Without being just disrespectful to UCD, I think they didn't carry maybe as much of a threat, or, or certainly wouldn't be as potent as possibly some of the other teams in the league. So, like, yeah, like give give you on his hour or whatever it was that he was on, and um, and he's back for obviously it was going to be a big game on 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 Friday night. And as we could touch on as well is you know Don you mentioned there that the the happy faces leaving the ground and. So that that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? The, you know, there was a, I suppose it was a nice evening. You know, compared to the previous Saturday, and you know there was the, I suppose the the the, the eighty three team were shown at a half time. Um, you know, to the crowd, and I suppose it, it kind of that all feeds into you know building up the atmosphere, getting people going to the games, and you know, I suppose. Then what goes on the pitch then is you know that it all adds up to to you know getting people to to come to more games and you know keep coming. Yeah, yeah, there was a really good atmosphere, wasn't there, lads? It um, was in the fairness, I I suppose it's, uh, atmosphere is a hobby horse, mate. But certainly in in the main stand, the atmosphere was absolutely excellent. Yeah, and I think that look that that feeds out onto the players on the pitch as well. So you know, like. They they feed off that and you know they'll take great encouragement from that you know so like it's it's great to see it yeah yeah because it's not it's not always easy to create an atmosphere when you're playing no the team like yeah, well I suppose not really the team but like the, there's no away supporters yeah. sometimes the the fans kind of feed off each other um so like I was really impressed with the atmosphere from 
you know, the Jinx, the Jinx Avenue and, and the main stand. Yeah. And also just uh, about the Ukrainian, there was 250 Ukrainians at the game. So, like, fair play to everybody at the club, um, you know, and Pat Devaney of, yeah. of, our, of our club, the, the Bitter Red, uh, David Rowe, Shane Cross, and, like, they organised loads and loads of buses uh, and there was two volunteers per bus and all the kids got a free scarf or whatever and they seemed to really, really enjoy it and probably helped the atmosphere too. It was, it was a real kind of nice atmosphere. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. yeah. The, the the atmosphere in the Tracy Avenue stand as well, I don't know who was responsible for it, but uh, down the, the railway end of the Tracy Avenue stand. They deserve a medal. They're brilliant. It's, yeah. it's, it's relentless. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's chance going up seven or eight times a game from a stand that traditionally didn't say boo, like, you know. Well, I, I was. It was my first time. It was my first time actually all season uh, being in it, and I know like Jerry be saying the, the one game that I kind of I, I wasn't in the stand as such was actually it was the draw the game and I thought it was very very flat. There wasn't people with anybody, but I was there and like from one person, you know, and say stand up for the bit of red or whatever. One person to stand up, and then maybe someone else stand up, and nearly just shame everybody else into it, like do you know the kind of way. And I think when, when people actually let themselves go to actually just fucking stand up and clap your hands, that's all anyone's asking you to do. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's they fun. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? But I I think uh, I think uh, another um, uh, great supporter, Michael Doddy, I think well, he'd be a good man for 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 getting them going. I think of that Tracy Avenue stand, anyway. Yeah, and there's uh, there's a few guys, you know, like I think Stephen Cunningham and a few other guys like that as well that are kind of proactive and get the crowd. And as you say, look, it takes a few, and yeah. it's great. Then it lifts the whole ground, like, and it's you know, it's it's class, like. So that's what you want. There was there was uh, <laughs> there was the young fella. He was he was sitting in front of me, and um, of course I was bent on over as they do, and he was looking at me, starting to be daggers. I said, "Are you all right?" He's a very sensitive ears. Before you hung the last. I just raised the decibel a couple of minutes. <laughs> was it the decibels or was it the language? That was oh, the no, language? no bad language, Connor. No bad language. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> we were winning 3 1. Imagine if we were losing 3 1. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. He'd be gone home crying and Donald be gone the other way, gone yeah. crying as well. So. <laughs> 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 Another positive loss would be from Friday night, from Saturday night would be I know you know John Mahon was injured but that brought infinity but you know Eli Rooney included on the bench that's another another academy player you know Greg Budger was on last week about the young players that are in within training within the squad you know that they're they're ready to step up step up Jerry yeah look it's great to see what is he Connor is he 16? 17? 17 maybe yeah look he's kind of he's really flying through the ranks isn't he you know to be on the in the first team squad and on the bench like it's a it's a huge uh vote of confidence for him and uh a vote of confidence in terms of his ability and but the thing that kind of strikes me about Eli is his mentality he seems to have a super super mentality very calm very uh mature for his year for his years um you know he seems to be a born winner um and a gentleman off the pitch as well, so he kind of reminds me of uh, kind of like uh, of your man, uh, sorry Egan that plays for Sheffield United. He's just that type of player that just seems like a great character, uh, a winner. Just you know, he'll get his head on anything. He 
tackling his range of passing is, is fantastic as well. So and then you got Barlow, McNicholas, they all started. You had Morahan, you had there was actually a really good post put up on social media there during the week just about Rovers being, you know, a real regional club. And there was like the amount of county, every single county that was around us and you know, the Slyo, Leitrim, Donegal, uh obviously Mayo, uh Roscommon. It was just like everywhere. So and it's all it's all down to the hard work of bringing players through the academy. And one thing I'd always say as well, that sometimes, you know, we might get absolutely spanked by Shamrock Rovers 5-0. But we might actually have the two best players on the pitch. You know, you don't see an awful lot of players, as for all the, the good work the Shamrock Rovers do at, at uh, academy level, and they're like streets ahead of everybody else in terms of their academy, the facilities, the money they put into it. But... At the same time, too, you 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 could be down there watching an under seventeen game, and I guarantee you, if three players make it, if four players make it, three will be from Sligo Rovers, and one might be from Shamrock Rovers. So we might we might get that five nil, but we're absolutely we're unearthing nuggets every season. There's a consistent kind of conveyor belt of players. It's not five or six players; it's two or three every season, and that for me is. Is the uh, the success of any academy where you're just constantly bringing two or three players, quality players, through? You know, not everybody can make it, but if you're going to make it, you're better off to be at a club like Sligo Rovers, where there is a pathway and a proven pathway. Doesn't matter if you get about five nil; it's about bringing two or three. I just actually said this to a fellow there recently enough, uh, and he'd be high up in Sligo Leitrim, uh, and he was kind of kind of laughing at Rovers getting hammered by this, that, and the nice. It's not about winning games at that level. It's about, you know, kids bringing them on, development, things like that. Ah, that only lasts so long, you know, yeah, yeah, fucking bet 5 nil again, all this kind of bullshit, like. But it's not. It's academy. It's academy for a reason, and it's about, as I said, that constant conveyor belt of bringing three, two, three players through every season. And there's no other club that has the success rate that we have had over the last 10 years. Uh, but I, the one thing I'd say about Eli is that he's got a great, he's got a great mentality. He takes everything in his stride. I've, um, I th- I don't think people would have wanted to have seen him, um, play, uh, the other night because it probably would it would more reflect a shortfall in, uh, the centre halves that kind of should be playing, and I mean that in the best possible way. But I I would have no doubt that, and I'm sure before the end of the season, um, we'll probably see him play at some stage, but I've no doubt, um, that he'll be playing for Rovers and he he'll be a regular at some stage uh, for the senior team. And I actually haven't seen a lot. I haven't seen him play a huge amount of football, even though um, he's, he's come out of Mervyn United, but he's, he's got the, he just got a fantastic mentality and way about him. And I think he takes everything in his stride and he's got that kind of, that air of confidence, not overconfident. That is just ideal for, um, for top level football. So I can't wait for him to play, to play football uh, or to play senior football for Rovers. Um, and uh, and I'm sure when he does that um, he he'll be a regular. The other thing we didn't uh, we should probably just mention is um, is uh, David Cawley's first appearance uh, of the the season. What is it? Was that at the eleventh game? So he he had a long wait, but it was good to see the club captain get on the pitch. I think uh, I think Connor he's he's actually picked up a bit of speed, and I don't know it's the free coffee we set him during <laughs> the game, but certainly he looked extra sugar. Extra sugary. Look, the air faster than what I've ever seen him before. Anyway. Yeah, no, it was. Um... I'll give you two cups next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. It's just good to see him to, to see a bit of him, even though it was a cameo. But um, and I, I thought there was loads of opportunities in games in the past where he, 
we might have got a look at him or he could have come in and uh, and done done something for us. So yeah, I, I, we, myself and Donna were chatting to him there last week when he, he was getting the coffee and that. And look, he's uh, Davis, the ultimate professional. Um, and he was just saying, you know, look, that's just the way it is at the moment, and I just have to buy me time and be patient. And when I get the opportunity, it's about taking it. And like he was, he was chatting to us. It wasn't like kind of he was talking to the press or someone from the champion or whatever the case may be. Like it was just pure honest. Look, that's the way it goes sometimes, and you just have to wait your time and be patient. And look, he is, you know, he's, he, yeah, he's the ultimate professional. Like if yeah. he's talking, and a great club captain, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Club captain, yeah. We're very lucky to have him, and make no make no bones about it. He will feature strongly before the season is over. Yeah. Also, is and it's great seeing fit. Like he's there and he's ready to go. And when the chance when the chance presents itself, he would give call him up if I wanted anyway. Just one thing on the game that's the not a negative thing, but an observation um, in terms of uh, Nando. I suppose we were kind of three one up, and next thing you see Nando trying to beat three players from centre half and fucking break into the box. They're all like, "All right, Nando, we're one and three one, son. It's okay. Make sure we don't concede." No, no, it's just a small little bit of game management there. Uh, like, love to see it. It's fantastic and the whole lot, but when, you know. Yeah, it's okay. When we're, when we're <laughs> time and place. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, a shout out to the fifty kilometer challenge. So it's the last week of it now, and it's gone really, really well. Uh, I think of as of tonight, Monday, we're on forty nine thousand two hundred. So we're very, very close now to hitting the the fifty k mark, which is the target. If anybody wants to sponsor me, they'll find me on the page. <laughs> I'd be delighted. Um, so any any amount of money, big or small. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it as well because, you know, it's kind of just probably giving me a bit of motivation to get off the couch and do a bit of walking and stuff like that. Um, and Jerry, you said you're, you said you're going to do the hundred k, Jerry. Uh, how far have you gone? I've I've surpassed it. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. I done it there at, at the oh, weekend. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucker. Try to hang me out to try. <laughs> you got to do 40k in the last four days. I've been until four o'clock in the morning now running around the garden. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's kind of giving me a motivation just to get out and get off my arse and do a bit of walking. And look, I'm not going to be running any marathons or anything like that, but it's good for the old head as well. And, you know, because it uh, gives you a bit of breathing space or whatever. So I, I really enjoyed it. And it was kind of the, and I say that for a lot of people as well. It was the kind of the catalyst that you just needed. And it was a great time of year to get, you know, to start. And hopefully now I, I continue it on. So if you see me on the roads, give me an old beep. And I'll give you a wave back if I can hear you. <laughs> I'm like your man, Speedo Mick. I'll be going around in a pair of Speedos, <laughs> red ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't get to let them off you, Donald. Yeah, no bother, Jerry. You're a bit tight me, though, I'd say. I watched the first. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, look, just uh, let's give it one last push and we'll see where we take us. After the game against UCD on Saturday night, we asked for your shouts from the shed end via a WhatsApp voice note to 085 9767 or on email to podcast at borst.ie and we can hear those now. What's the story, lads? Uh, James here from Virgin Flash Galway after that 3-1 win last night against UCD. 
this is my third time submitting my shout for last night's game because I listened back to my two previous ones and they sounded very negative after uh, three points. But look, good performance all around. Um, I thought there was some, some pretty standout performances as well. Fabrice was very good. Um, his first goal especially. Very, very nice team goal and very well worked. Beautiful, very easy on the eye. Um, and of course he got, well, I'm sure we'll give him the second one. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, he was good and I was particularly impressed with Finnerty as well. He definitely didn't look like a man who was getting his first minutes of the season last night. He was very sharp, very composed. I thought, uh, you know, he looked, he looked good and he was very kind of Nando-esque in the way he was willing to drive into the middle of the park with the ball at his feet. And he made a few switches at the ball, crossfield as well. And they were very, they were decent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, it was a good performance. Three points and plenty of positives, a couple of negatives as well. Um, not a clean sheet again last night to be seen, which is getting worrying now at this stage, you know, especially against a UCD team last night that didn't really look like threatening at all. But uh, yeah, look, I know the goal came probably from, uh, from a refereeing mistake and poor defending probably, to be honest. Uh, didn't look like a foul in the build-up to it anyway. I was right in front of it, but look, um, yeah, something's gonna have to, something's gonna have to change because if we're chasing these European spots, we're really, really gonna regret conceding all of these goals um, at the end of the season. But look, um, plenty of positives as well. Another goal for Max. He's absolutely flying. Absolutely, a great goal, fantastic goal, and a great delivery from Caelan Barlow um, for the corner. Uh, I thought he was very good as well last night. Um, good to see him get some minutes and he looks like he's absolutely itching for a goal um, but I'm a little bit worried as well about the reliance on Max I know you said it last week as well um, look an injury to Max could, uh, could see us hampered a little bit but look I know we're, what, we're 11 games in now he's playing at his 8 goals but I'd just like to see some other people step up for a few goals and the fact that Hartman and Hutchinson are only here until June as well but Hopefully, fingers crossed, is working done to try and get them signed until at the end of the season as well. But we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. But anyways, look, three points is three points. Plenty of positives, a few negatives, but we move on now. Two tough games at the weekend. Uh, away from home for the bank holiday weekend again, uh, which is shocking. I'm fairly sure you talked about that as well before on the pod. But look, all things considered, happy enough and um, into a tough weekend. And hopefully, yeah, uh, six points out of the weekend. Fingers crossed. Up the rovers, lads. That's your shout soon as you in. Don't forget, after the games against Shams and against St. Pat's, you can get them in on a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767 or on email to podcast at B-O-R-S-T dot I-E. Beer score cast time now and no David McGee this week but David has informed me we have two winners from the 3-1 win against the students and we have Derek Sweeney and Sean Ballantyne so well done lads case of the White Hag going your way this week uh, we will have two more cases for the game against Shams and also two more cases so that's four in total two for the Pats game and two for the Shams game and I'm sure we'll have those up on our social media channels prior to kickoff. So make sure to get your predictions in, and you could be 
in a chance of winning some White Hag beer. And all we could touch on the women's team, you know, I suppose unfortunately again on the on the wrong side of the result on, on Saturday, but certainly some some encouraging signs from the game in Galway. Yeah, I, I didn't see it rolling, um, but I know I was chatting one or two of the two of the, the girls uh, after they came back from, from Galway. I know they kind of conceded two very early goals, but they came back, they got a goal back, and by all accounts they were uh, they were very unlucky not to um they were very unlucky not to get at least a point out of the game. So all I say to them is just just keep at it, girls, keep at it, because there's too much quality on that side for them not start uh, picking up points in the games. And uh, I know that they, they'll turn it around, you know, like the, there's all they need is just one result, a bit of luck, one result, and that transformed their season. I'm 100% confident of that. Yeah, look, there's, there's lots of positive as well. Like when you look at the, in terms of the international recognition that the, the players have had, there's so many internationals. Um, in in the in the squad, um, I suppose the thing that maybe goes against us a little bit is that we probably have the youngest squad in the league. I'd say, um, and that's you know, but that that we're still only a new team. We're still only one and a bit seasons into the into our history of of having you know sides at this level. So it, it is going to take a little. Like last year was just so so good, and it was kind of we really did punch well above our weight. Uh, which is kind of makes it a little bit tougher this season to take, you know, those defeats. But as Don said, I wouldn't be downhearted at all. Like it's going to take time. It's going to take another year or two to to get that level of experience under their belt. And once that happens, they'll be one of the top sides in the country. Absolutely no shadow of, of doubt about that at all. So it's just you learn. Sometimes you learn as well a, lot, a hell of a lot more in these circumstances that will stand to you going forward. Um. You know, it does toughen you up. It does kind of uh, make you cuter and, 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 and you know, kind of maybe streetwise. You know, so character building. Yeah, it, it takes time. And I I think we'll be one of the top sides in the next two or three years because we have so much uh, quality. It's just that we're a little bit young, a little bit inexperienced, and that just takes time. Um, and as I said, we punched above our weight last year. Done really, really well. Been very unlucky in some of the games this year. You know, like as I said, don't assume we probably should have got a draw against Galway there the last day, and and yeah, it, it just takes time, you know. And it's another big game on on Saturday night, Donald at Lone, and you know a few familiar faces will be back playing the showgrounds. But it's a, you know, for people that aren't going to the either the men's games, I suppose it's a chance to to get into the showgrounds this weekend as well. Absolutely, and the. the, the they need our support as much as the men's team need our support. Um, if you're if you're knocking down Sony Fiver in at the gate, and you will you are a hundred and ten percent guaranteed to be entertained because the quality of the football uh, and some of the talent that's on display, like you, as as journalists said, there you have you have Irish internationals, there Irish underage internationals playing in Cyber Rovers jersey uh, that are going to be uh, uh, on the showgrounds. They're uh, representing Cyber Rovers, so. Get in, watch them, get behind them. Hopefully it'll be a nice evening, a good evening for game of football. And uh, I guarantee you, you'll be entertained. Did I say now we're joined by St. Pat's fan, Sean to look ahead to Monday's game. First of all, Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, lads. Thank you for having me. It's an honour. So, Sean, we could touch on uh, St. Pat's, you know, 11 games in. Um, it's always like every team. It's been inconsistent, but... I suppose your own initial thoughts for St. Pat's season so far. 
yeah, you hit, like you hit the nail on the head. It's it's topsy turvy. You kind of you start off the season relatively well without playing well, and you think you're just going to build momentum. You're going to you know players will start fitting in. You, like it wasn't like it wasn't like last season. It wasn't like you know with 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 Tim Clancy coming in off the back of like massive upheaval behind the scenes court cases getting thrown out left right and center you know all that all that drama so you kind of he had an excuse last season whereas this season it's like right you've got a settled squad go in right doesn't start off great but you get four points from two games you're like happy days and then you go up to dundalk you get spanked and then you lose three in the spin you go to talonine to get something you get a draw and then all of a sudden you've won four games in a row you're somehow in second place like that's just the tech, and it's it's not like we're not a unique case by any means. We're like almost every other team is having a problem just stringing together results, like having an actual consistent performance base. Like I don't know what our best, still don't know what our best team is. Um, I don't think he knows either. Don't know what our best formation is. Really, we're missing three of our starting centre halves from last season as well. So, like. It's a bit of a mad one. Bit of a mad one. But look, we we um, we can probably identify where some of our inconsistencies are coming from. Um, like we've failed to keep a clean sheet yet. Can you can you put your finger on where around the park uh, the issues are, or where are you strong and where are you like you you've it's kind of all over. Like we we started starting the season and. Our goalkeeper became a big issue. Like we thought Otomosu after last season being number number two to Joey and Ang and, and Danny Rogers, like he'd just come in and you know he he's played a full season as number one in the league already for a decent draw of the team under Clancy. So you would have thought he would have came in and been grand. He ends up like I don't know, absolutely shot for confidence, can't pass a ball back to him without fear of it going in the net. Um and then we bring in some unknown English lad from Scotland and he's turned into an absolute revelation. Like he's been unbelievable for us in goal. So then right, your goalkeeper sorted, but then your defence, you find it, you find it, you move to a back four because it allows us to kind of get on the front foot a bit more, get a few uh, chances. Um, all going well. You miss one of your, one of your starting centre-halves uh, um, gets injured. Then your captain, who hasn't missed a game, like signs... Started last season, has not missed a game as a talisman. He gets injured, God knows how long he's out for. So now a defense becomes an issue because you're playing a fella who has, you know, a 50 cent piece as a head. He can't head the ball straight. It only goes one, it only goes side off his head. And a lad who's 19 years of age on loan from England barely played first team football before coming to Pats. I, I honestly, you don't know what, what Pats will turn up the same way. I don't know what Sligo Rovers team will show up. Like it's. You know, it's it's like we could go, we could we could go, and it'll be like, like any of the games last season. Like to be honest, it's like any of the games that we've had. Like even the even the the two and one earlier on in the season, where it's like you John Mahan gets sent off after twenty minutes. You think this is going to be a cakewalk, and Pat's just can't, and the Pat's can't play against ten men as well. Here's another thing, you know, like we have what seventy minutes having a man advantage, and we are deplorably bad in the showgrounds. We had a half, well, basically a full half of having a man advantage at the Daily Bound. And we like nearly conspired to throw the game away, you know? And you think, yeah. and it's just, I don't know what that mentality is. Like, because we played 11 against 11 against Bowers and we were popping them. Like, we were, <laughs> we were killing them. 
like just on the counter picking them off like and then all so, of a sudden Mulroney came on um, in the second half of the showgrounds uh, when we got the better view, but he really flattered to deceive. But has he had has he had moments where he's been a standout player on the pitch? Big time. Like so, he was playing off. The, he seemed like he was playing off the right a lot where when we, when we played you guys up there. And it's like I like listen. I know Jake for years. Like I played football with him when I was a kid. Like I know what he's like. He's left footed. And will he's the quickest man alive. Like he's just fucking gone. Like once you give him a, a yard, he's gone. And nobody's catching him. In the league, nobody's catching him. I think the only player that could get near him is probably Ferruja, just in terms of just like raw pace. But playing him off the right, he's constantly going inside and like cutting in. And whereas really he should just be going straight to the byline, ball in the box every single time. Um, and then he can switch it up, he can go in right, he can play it in, and then all of a sudden Forrest is in at the edge of the box, you know. Um, and so like after that, he did like we played bows on the Friday after you guys, and he started, but he started in a in like a front two with Tommy Lonergan, and that's just like I was like, what what's going on here? Like that was it was baffling. Comes on then in Tala, scores a banger, then scores against UCD, scores against um scores against Cork so like he's come into it I think like I think the week could kind of do him good after after last Friday he just he didn't look 100% but yet he was still just as soon as he got the ball and he just got a yard of space he almost felt a bit tentative like he wasn't attacking behind uh their back line like he had Dan O'Cleary on him like and he's played with Dan O'Cleary since he was a kid as well so he know they know each other's game inside out. I would have loved to see that a bit more, but he just didn't really do it. I don't think he was hundred percent fit, but yeah, he still got around their defense once or twice, you know, which makes you think if he's hundred percent fit. And again, also like he didn't really have a preseason particularly uh, with us. Like he kind of came in at a strange time where like he's he was trying to sort out things over the course of the whole Christmas and then even going into January. So like. When he picks up a run of games, you could see he's scoring goals. He's he's creating the goals. Hopefully, he just gets back to that like that kind of that week off didn't really do him the world of good. It kind of probably set him back a little bit. Owen Doyle uh, had a good second half of the season last year. Um, did he pick up? Has he picked up where he left off uh, at the end, at the end of the season that ended? Yeah, like he's been. He's he's. I think I think it helps that. We ha- well, like I don't know whether we have a bit more of an idea of 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 where he can like where he can utilize his attributes better. Listen, he's a goal scorer. That's he scores a poacher's finish against shells to win us to win us the game. Same against Drogheda, he picks up on a loose pass from Colin McCabe, slots it in, and then scores a penal penal open Tala. Like so, like you've got you you just need to get feeding the ball like basically like he kind of against 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 bows i thought he was unplayable like they've gone on about their center halves and how good they are this season and Dorla was just dominating them like he was just getting the body into them like they were big like they had one of the polish lads in and then your man horton and he was just bullying them like every single time he was just bullying them ball off to mcclelland or, or um who was playing on the other wing can't even remember who was playing on the other wing for us. Uh, but the ball was just off to them every single time. Oh, it was Mark Doyle. Yeah, Mark Doyle was playing well. Even it was a crazy game. It was a crazy game. Even Mark Doyle was was killing them. It was mad. Um, so he has he has picked up, and I think Forrester playing a bit more advanced means that you know you're gonna you're gonna create opportunities 
for Doyle more opportunities. You just need to feed him it, feed him it, and feed him it, and he will score, or he'll put himself in positions whereby, like, he nearly scored against Bowes just on the counter, and he like peeled off his peeled off his defender, and then we end up scoring from the rebound. You know, I'd like and give me that all day long. I think like Lonigan, like I think Lonigan after after playing use. Like he misses a sitter from like two yards out, and like mm-hmm. that's just him. Like his confidence shot, like and he's still only a young fella, so he will come good eventually. I've no doubt about it. But it's just like, I, and Doyle was Doyle. Doyle, Doyle's playing off a five-man midfield behind him. Is that right? He's playing. So it's four-three-three basically. This is what we're what we're playing now. Like so, we started started with the five at the back that we finished uh, last season with, and I think we might have played a four. In one of our matches, I can't. I'm not quite sure. I think we played a four, maybe against Shells, um, and then went back to the five. The five was not working at all. Moved it back to the four. Then, uh, like about seventy minutes in, up in Salah, and that seemed to work. And we've gone, we've gone from there since. So there's like a three, three in the center, two, two wingers, and then Doyle up top. Okay, and that's what you expected on Monday. Yeah, big time. Uh, I wouldn't like unless unless something dra- like uh, to be honest, it's dependent on like having centre halves available as well. I'd say because like we the two lads that we're playing, Lewis and McGrath, they're the only two fit centre halves that we have. Um, well, actually, we don't because then we got we got Sam, it's like Sam Curtis is playing right back for us. Is probably our best centre half. Probably the best. Probably the best defender in the league at seventeen. Like he's a joke. But he is a centre half. So if you're gonna play three at the back, you can move him in. And then we got some got some random Swedish lad on the bench that I've seen about five minutes of. So I know he's quite quick. That's literally the only thing. I know he's quick and he wears glasses. They're the only two things I know about that lad. Um so like God knows. I was expecting he came on he came on, on Friday and I was half expecting him to wear like Edgar Edgar David's goggles. Oh, like yeah. that's yeah. Um. So I think Gravosti and and Brockbank. Listen, I listen. I'd love and listen, Harry. I'm sure you're a lovely fella, but I would prefer if Brockbank just was on the treatment table, like ad infinium. <laughs> he's muck. <laughs> lovely fella, but oh, he's hopeless. Like he's absolutely hopeless. Like whereas if Gravosti comes in, Gravosti's our second, our second best centre half. So. Like he immediately improves the defense, you know. I'm not sure how much of a leader he is, but he would improve the defense. And apparently, he's close to coming back, which thank God because I'm still like we've conceded four goals now with those two lads as I send a half partnership. So I'm not holding out too much hope for like a clean sheet anytime soon. Clancy, Finjay, I always kind of get the impression from Pats fans that the the jury's kind of out a wee bit on them. On him, oh, like I'd like listen. You're you're speaking to he's preaching to the choir. Like I'm, I'm not convinced by him in the slightest. I think with the amount of investment that's gone into the squad, um, you but like and listen, we like, like we're we're all kind of in the same boat, really. The bar Bows might be the only, might Bows might be the only fan base where it's like across the board happiness with regards to how things are going on, like, um. Like last season was was fine. I didn't anticipate more than that, and I was happy enough. And our 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 second half of the season was great. Um, but how much of that was down to going with a back five and having Barry Cotter in, and like, and you could see with the amount of money that we were willing to put in to sign Barry Cotter in the off season. Ah, uh, uh, and we were just 
rejected Shamrock Rovers just rejected our bids and then they gave in to a lesser bid from Barnsley and he hasn't got a sniff um you know how much of it is down to down to him down to Adam O'Reilly as well like again we were going to we were putting money on the table for O'Reilly get blown out of water by by Derry um so like how much of it is down to individual players that he had at his disposal or is it like his tactical nous it's like and again, the start of this season, again, you're kind of like, well, has he got an eye for a player? Like every every club in Ireland wanted Jake Mulraney when they found out he was coming home. There's no, no secret about it. Derry offered him a great package. Rovers had, like, Shamrock Rovers had already spent their money. Like, so they were like, well, I can't really, can't really put the boat out for him. Shells, less said about them, the better. You know, like... Like we could offer him the most money. That's why he came. Listen, and I ha- he happens to live five minutes from the ground. It's great. Happy days. But that's why. Gary Keller has put his money where his mouth is. Is he going to get the most out of the squad? Like Noah Lewis playing centre half. Yeah, he came through the Fine Art Academy. Like, chap cannot head the ball straight. He's <laughs> six foot five. Like, he's like, He's like Virgil van Dijk if you found him in like the bargain bin in the pound shop, like a one cent store, you know, like honest to God. And then Vladislav Kreider, the lad, like Estonian international, like I'm, you lads know Estonian international is better than any <laughs> other fan base, basically outside of Estonia, it seems like, like, you know, like sometimes, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit is basically the way I would, I would assess them. And after this fella is is hopeless. <laughs> he's hopeless. He's hopeless. Like, and there's two lads that he's had to bring it in that were his signings, because like who else is who else is over that? You know? And ultimately the book stops with him. Listen, you can blame John Daly all you want, but like he's the assistant manager. When when did um when did they come in in, in relation to the the uh, the close season? Were they were the Estonian lads late signings or were they in early? Crader was in fairly early. Uh, Vladislav was in fairly early, I, I, from what I can remember. And then Lewis played the centre half, the Dutch centre half. He played like two or three preseason games before he was signed. And people were like buzzing. They're like, oh, he used to play for Feyenoord. It's like, well, no, he didn't. <laughs> um, he did not at all. It's like, oh, well, he played Dutch underage. He's like, yeah, he played the under 19s. You know how many bad. <laughs> players play underage football like there's no the translation chaps barely kicked the ball in senior football like um and like I wasn't at any of the preseason matches but I heard that like it was like this fella this fella Lewis is hope so so and then he ends up signing so my, so. my point is that they, they had their targets and they were reasonably successful like they weren't kind of they weren't scratching around towards the, the end of the or in the initial weeks of the season trying to get players in they knew they wanted no like they were there was still like there was there was obviously some like some semblance of it because then we bring in like listen the goalkeeping situation happened because Danny Rogers gets injured uh and like breaks his wrist I don't know what happened to him but he's in bits basically uh, I'm not I'm not a medical expert but he is in bits um so we had to bring in a goalkeeper then because you can't be like again we needed a replace we needed somebody to come in and challenge Onomosu for the number one shirt anyway um. And then Schoberg, the Swedish right back, came in because we obviously didn't have a, a spare right back. We were waiting for Cotter. Cotter was our target. We didn't get him, and we had, we were kind of scrounging around. Um, but then like Lonergan, Lonergan came in really quickly because we wanted to get ahead of the competition to sign him back. Like he was, like listen, his academy product goes to UCD, scores 
half full of goals, you know. And then we're like, Grant, bring him back, get him on a good contract. Mulraney, again, everybody knew that Jake was coming home. It was a matter of like it was just put your money where your mouth was. Um and then like I don't who else have we signed? Like and then the, like the, like Connor Carty on loan. I think that's just to keep Doyler sweet, to be honest, another bold connection. Um and then like McGrath again, we needed a center, we needed another spare center half. You get him on loan as well. So like the jury's out on 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 his transfers again, you know. And then yeah. like it's how they how they kind of acclimatize to the league is is what makes them. And some of them are right so far. Some have been deplorable. Some some I still like I still hold like I still hold out hope for. But over the last whatever it is eight games since uh, so you played us and lost. You played Bowles after that and lost. Uh, drew to Shams, which would have been a good result, and then you strung four wins together, and you lost to Shamrock Rovers uh, in your last game. So, I mean, uh, there's not many clubs though, that are putting that run of four wins together that you did put together. So, uh, is that kind of that's what's saving Clancy's bacon, or that's what's keeping him sweet at the moment? Hundred percent. And listen, this, this is the same as last season. It, it, it felt like where we um, we could beat the teams below us. But when it came down to playing Derry or playing Shamrock Rovers or even Dundalk, um, we were pretty much useless. Like we 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 beaten Shamrock Rovers at home and Dundalk away, um, and that was it. I think in terms of wins against teams who finished above us, and then we had lost lost twice to Derry, um, three times to Shamrock Rovers, and then once to Dundalk as well. So. They were the teams that you would have anticipated would have been around around those positions this yeah. season. Now, obviously, Bowes have gone on a massive run. I think looking at the table, I think yourselves are just behind us now. I think you you guys are in fifth. We're just a point. Um, I think yeah. Yeah. So like it like it's not a case of um beating the teams that would be above you above you because you haven't the clue like that like beating Cork and Drogheda and UCD. It's to be anticipated. We should be beating those teams. I think. I think, you know, you guys would be the same. It's like we need to be beating these teams if we have any hope of getting top four, being where we want to be. Um, like Dundalk. Like the 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 thing was like with with performances. Like I was like, okay, we drew with Derry, good result. We were fine, but like Derry were all right as well. Shells, you know what you're getting out of shells. Like it's gonna be the most attritional, probably like boring game you're ever going to watch like to get a win happy days and then you're like okay let's improve and anybody can get bopped anybody in the league can just not turn up on a day or everything conspires against them and you get you get absolutely annihilated I was like fine Grant I hate it hate it that it happened against those but I'm like right let's move it on it was the Monday night um, up in the showgrounds that just kind of solidified it for me and I'm like, like this could be a long season because like Again, and everything as as I said earlier, it's like you, the uh, stars are aligning, like your opposition are down to ten men after twenty minutes. You gift like it was a well worked first goal from you, but like it was like any decent defenders stopped that in its tracks and it's just snuffed out. And then we're we're dependent on on Git to score an absolute cracker to bring us back into the game. And then he nearly puts us two one up about a minute later with another absolute screamer, great save from McNicholas. And then we all switch off, and then Hartman scores the winner. Like 
and we don't lay a goal. And then it's not even like conceding, it's whatever. It happens. You fall asleep. Cool. Say you recover. There was no recovery. And then it was even, it was deplorable on the Friday after that against Bowes. And fair play, they picked themselves up when the Tala got a result, then string the results in a row. Then, a ho- like last Friday was kind of like, I expected it. I didn't expect us to get a result, being honest, just because. Right, we're in a great run of form. They're in a great run of form. If all things are being equal, they're a better team than us, and that's just that's that's fair. Um, and then again, games hinge on moments as well. Like we nearly score through Jamie Lennon on a half volley, just goes wide. Then we don't stop Trevor Clark running through the middle of middle of the park. He scores a screamer, and it's game over. Then like it's just so mm. the life out of you. So and then even on Friday, like you know, like Derry have been crap at home like there's no two ways about it they've been terrible but I expect us to be even worse up there you know so, so looking ahead to the weekend um, Derry away and uh, we're visiting uh, Richmond what do you what's your point what, what sort of points tally do you expect from those two games I expect one a draw against use that's what I expect I expect Derry to beat us and I expect a draw against against use but um, like I'd be hopeful and say four points. Like we like Derry against us. I don't know. I haven't I've owned the only I watched the second half of their game against uh against Dundalk, um, where they were like disjointed. The, the, there was no two there's no two ways about it. Like they were really disjointed. I was surprised at them. Uh I thought they'd be better than that. And then hopefully on their pitch where they don't really fancy it, it seems maybe we can spring a surprise. Hopefully you'll get more we get more players back. Um and the problem with Clancy as well is that he doesn't really rotate too much um from the Friday to Monday, which is great for momentum, but also like terrible like we like up in Drada when we played the uh Friday Monday, we lost Redmond and we lost Mulroney, you know. So and now granted that was a little bit of that was the the pitch in uh in whatever they're calling their ground now. Um Weavers, Weavers, Weavers Park, yeah. Um, you could be the only few after uh, after the brand new as well, if you're honest. That's ex- and that's exactly it. Like you know, and you, like you're hoping because it's the first of a back to back that it doesn't really impact you. But like, do you lads not like lose a few players up there as well? Like, is we're walking between, between two between. two right backs, yeah, and, and another nineteen, yeah, in in a game in a game the the, the weekend after, which, yeah, like. <laughs> See, there's there's the thing, like, and you're 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 kind of that's there's a bit of tentativeness going in there, and lads might have that in their minds, especially considering what happened to Mulroney and Redmond in in Drogheda. But I mean, if you think like that, then you're on a hiding to nothing. But I don't know, like, I don't know what will be said to them. Hopefully, like we went up there, got a draw last season by playing, as I am now coining a duffer ball, which was just. Like it was terrible. It was terrible to watch. And we nearly nicked it at the end. Um, so I'll happily take that again. I'll just take a backs against the wall, get get a result, spring them on the counter attack. Like we've been that's how we beat Bowes, is just we destroyed them on the counter. We just pick them off in the midfield and then go. But they've got decent players that'll sort us out. And then on to Monday against Eels. Like again, like we could be down a few bodies. Like I don't know who who are you guys playing on, on the Friday. Chance. Ah right, grand. So we'll so we'll both be we'll both be licking our wounds. Well, actually, no, user, 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 usually all right against them. Like so, 
But uh, they 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 look good. I'll just I'll say that they they now look good. No, now I don't know how much of that was down to us not being great last Friday, but just a forewarning. Yeah, yeah, we'll um, yeah, we'll look at <laughs> look at you. As long as I think if 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 uh, I think I think it's like I think look the big games. I think we can get ourselves up for. Um, like I wouldn't be overly like I'm more worried about. Um, I wasn't overly worried about UCD, but like it's the the shitty results that we get against, that we get against Strada and those sort of teams are the real kind of kickers. But I think yeah. we'll always we'll always be able to to put in to create to have a, to create a performance um, that is justifiable against those bigger teams mm-hmm. anyway, against the likes of Chamber Rovers, you know. So. Yeah, but whereas we're the complete inverse, like we'll we 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 seem to be just like. Grant will beat these teams, and then as soon as we've got anybody that really puts it up against us, like we seem to crumble. Like bar bows, we actually like it was decent rearguard action, but that was the first time this season that I've actually seen it. Because against uh, like Andrade, in fairness, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that Andrade did, but I don't think they just they didn't have the raw materials to actually go and and, and punish us. Whereas against UCD, particularly Cork, like Cork were a mess. They're an absolute mess. I hate, by the way, I hate Rory Keating. That's it. He's <laughs> my new player in this league. And whoever, Josh Honahan. Yeah, they. I've got two new enemies now in the league. I just just, just really dislike them. Just really yeah. dislike them. It's nice nice that they came back up and I had new lads to hate. I was getting sick and tired of the same old faces. Okay, look at Sean. Um, thanks a million for, for joining us and giving us a bit of insight into everything that's uh, going on in, uh, in Richmond Park. And... Um, uh, I hope you get your your one point out of the weekend, but it doesn't come from us. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what I didn't ask you is what you want the other weekend. I hope you I hope you play well uh, against Shamrock Rovers, and then just completely capitulate. If you do us a favor, just give us the give us like give us that one nil that we got after Europe last season. I'd be delighted. You can have a few at the end of the season when we're already sorted. Is that fair? I'll take that. That's great. That sounds like a good idea to me. Right, lads, final part of this week's show. We'll look ahead now to two games on the Bank Holiday weekend. As we mentioned, two away games. We'll start off with Pats on the... Sorry, Shams on the Friday night. Um, Donald, you know, they started the season, I suppose, a bit iffy, but they, they found form. But it's it's probably... It's a tough time to, it's a tough time to play them any time, but certainly in the form they're in at the moment. Absolutely, Ronan. Um, we're a very, very tough weekend ahead of us. Uh, the one thing, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks, is, is the pitch up there is going to suit us. Um, you know, look, we won't be found wanting. Um, but again, like you're going to the champions, and it's, as I say, it's going to be a very, very difficult tie. Um, well, what do you expect? I don't know. Um, like you, you take a draw now. If you're if you're offered straight away, you take a draw now. Um, but okay, I suppose we just we just all all you can ask for is that we we turn up and we we put a best foot forward. And if we put a best foot forward, we're more than a match for them. I'd be, as I said at the start of the podcast. Um, obviously we're going to be whatever tails up. We go up there. Um, if you look at uh, you know. 
Shells have taken points off them. Cork have taken points off them. Uh, they concede a lot in in Tala. So um, I, I'd be I'd be reasonably confident that I mean, if those clubs below them have um, have have done it, what there's absolutely no reason why we can't do it if if we're on on form, and like we've got we've got players that are going to raise their game for the big days. Like Caelan Barlow will be absolutely busting to, to to play them. Um, you know, we've already said that we might have the best right side of pair in, in Branafleck and um and uh, Hartman. Like we've got the leading goal scorer. Uh you know, we've we've shown a bit of depth now. Like I hope uh, John Mahan was rested or that his his uh, injury that you spoke about was um his the fact that he wasn't in the squad is precautionary. But like, I mean Greg Bulger's having this, you know, big renaissance. Niall Moran, who, you know, I haven't always been uh, the most uh, glowing about. I think he's he's really finding his position in beside Bulger at the moment. Uh, we just spoke about how underrated Will Fitzgerald is. Like, why why would we be worried about this game? I, I think there's every opportunity that we're going to get something out of it. I'm convinced. <laughs> I was. I wasn't. I was agreeing with Don there to take your bite your hand off for a point. Now I want to beat them about three 0 Well, like yeah, like good grass pitch as well. Like I'd be, yeah. be more worried if we're going up to the Brandywell up somewhere somewhere else. Like you know, like it's it's it's. it's I'm there's going to be you know hopefully there's a massive crowd up there, a big atmosphere. You know? Yeah, I suppose the only concern that you would have is that, do you know, like they are obviously a good team. They have a very good squad. They do seem to be kind of clicking. This isn't taking anything away from us or anything, but they do seem to be kind of clicking into gear. Um, you know, so that's, I suppose that's just a, a you know, um, a bit of bit of a worry. But yeah, look, I suppose you go up there, as you say, lads, the pitch will suit us. Good big open pitch with sprinklers. Uh, get the ball down and play and. Kind of play with no fear. Would you sooner be going um, to United Park or Weaver Park, whatever it's called, or up to up to, to the town? Like you know. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, would. Yeah, 100%. yeah, that, yeah. That, that makes sense. In fairness, yeah. in fairness, that they're like look at their football inside, and uh, like you'd be hopeful for a good open game of football. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just hopefully nothing. I hope. I just hope we play well and we don't give them anything. If we get beat. Fair and square, I'd be happy enough with that. You know what I mean? But not let's not fucking hand it to them on a plate. Mm. And let them let's make them fucking work for it. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Uh, and and let and let them play their top football to beat us. But not let's just let's not go up there and hand it to them on a fucking silver platter because that's a that 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 that's a killer that kills everybody on and off the pitch. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, look, there's no reason why we can't get something. But yeah, yeah. Go on. I no, look at it. No, I just, I just know that uh, from watching the team and uh, watching the performances throughout the season, like they won't be found wanting, and that's yeah. uh, you know, like, like in fairness, they're they're non sponsored lads, and they they'll give it everything on Friday night, and they give it everything on Monday as well. But uh, yeah. they won't be found wanting. The reason I'm kind of negative is that I found the last couple of, uh, I suppose, pre match kind of predictions, and I'm a little bit negative. Uh, we yeah, see, we see the bill all right. Yeah, <laughs> look, there's every chance we're going to get taken apart up there. Like, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to get five 0 beaten. But uh, no, no. But like, I, I don't. It won't be down to the lack. It won't be down to the the lack of effort or anything like that. I just hope we don't make a fucking stupid mistake. 
Well, hopefully, then, I, you know, you know. hope that, that, that that's all been ironed out. Hopefully, uh, mm. that's all been ironed out. Yeah. And no, no better, no better stage to to to, I suppose, lance that boil than 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 up in Tala. Do you know? Like, yeah. I mean, of all the places for, to have your first clean sheet of the season, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely deep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. This, is like, this is like psychology it's brilliant yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it go to bed now all delighted with yourself <laughs> I mean I, I think I think for the most part the team kind of picks itself as well like you know presuming you know presuming we we have everybody fit in defence um, you know is there any is there any question marks there said yeah. yeah I, I, well, I don't think I don't think you change a winning side though do you, you, know, so, you so are you going with Finnerty yeah, I am. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. I thought, well, I thought so too, Connor. Being honest, yeah. yeah. And now I, I, I didn't miss. I didn't take up the 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 focus side of the game. I suppose I used the, the I was working the shop, so I was the opposite side of the the pitch from him at both halves. But having said that, like that's what I've been saying. That's what we've needed is that 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 voice uh, uh, in defence to kind of organise the team. So I mean, if 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 he's bringing that. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'd leave him where he is for now. Yeah. I mean, his, his performance was, was so solid against UCD that you want to see him. I mean, you you gotta you, you want to see him tested even more to make sure mm. that I mean, he, he's either going to be good enough to to do a job for us across the season, like you know, or he's not. And like I think you got to put him into the put him into the the fire and see and see what happens. The only thing it does, the only thing it means is that uh, Pineacker is playing on the wrong side. Mm. No, he's not. He's playing the right side. No, I yeah, so. Sorry, take that back. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. So look at yeah, and then uh, so uh, yeah. I mean, the, the rest of the team picks itself, right? Yeah. Two in the middle, two white men. Yeah. Barrow yeah. starting. Starting Barlow? Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. First man on the team sheet, and he'd be up for it. He's like he'd lap that up. So it would be very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it be uh, too intense an atmosphere for him? No, me uh, ears. No, <laughs> no. He's not going to. I don't know the American A or whatever. It's Sunny Tala. Who can he get sent off? Who's the ideal person he can get sent off? He, he who's the name? Shall not be. He, Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the most ridiculous question you've ever asked. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, look at it. I mean, as I said, away away to Shams. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that in the league that I'd have they would have the yips over, like you know. But I don't know what happens about this, like you know. It's the wife shouting in the background at the young. She's going to be on the podcast podcast again this week. Sick. Put it on mute. And you know, it's it's hard to look ahead to Monday, lads, really. Um, but you know, like that's another I suppose it's another tough game, but like I suppose it all depends on really what happens. You know, it's hard to predict like what, what's well, gonna happen. I, I'd, be, like, I'd be more worried about what happens against Pats just because of the 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 scale of the away fixture in um in Tara. And I think, like you know, that kind of nervous energy and the amount of energy that you'd burn um, playing against Shams, and what you know, the effect that might have then for the bank holiday Monday. It's mid afternoon, isn't it? Um, yeah, three o'clock. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's a negative as well. 
Um, I think it probably is again because we've had, again you know, we've discussed it, but the fact that we were traveling again twice to Dublin, you know, and I believe we asked for the game to be put back to uh, some fortified, but pass weren't having it. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Well, for me, the past game is is the far greater importance in terms of like. You know, like we're expecting Shams to, to win the league, so um, we're not really in competition with them. Yeah, look, it'd be great if we get points off them, but I'd sooner get points off Pats because it'll have a, a greater impact, in my opinion. But like, like what, what would you take? Would you take, like, I suppose, and it was similar to um, the, the weekend we went to the, the last bank holiday weekend, we bet on Dock, lost Shelburne. Uh, do you take two points? Do you take three points? Do you, do you know what I mean? What's better is is two points better than three points? To take a loss and a win, or, or or what? You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think um, I think you don't want to lose against Pats, in my opinion. I think that point that you get against them is invaluable because you've already gained three on them in the first game, and whatever you pick up against Shams, then great. But do you take two points? Like. I, I think I, I know where you're going with this. Like, it's three points, and it sounds ridiculous, but it's two points more valuable in this case than three points against, say, Shams and lose the Pats. Yeah. For me, I just don't want to lose the Pats. And I know that's not, you know, the, maybe the correct mentality. Like, oh, let's go out and win every game. Um, and I do think that we sh- we do should go out and lo- win every game, or lose, win every game. But I don't like the, I don't like the, the narrative as well that oh uh, like we're nearly writing off the the Pats game because we're going to run or we're going to ru- run out of energy against Shams or we've two bus trips look it is what it is and you have to take each game as it comes which is the biggest cliche in football but I just don't like that narrative was like kind of uh oh well, we're not going to be Pats because of we have a game before I, like, I don't I, I no, don't I'm not saying you but I'm just saying but like, I, I don't I don't think it's a narrative jury it's it's a fact like at the end yeah. of the day you have to call it out do you know oh you do yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely I just as a player I, at all no I, but I don't I, I don't think the players are I don't I certainly don't think John Russell is going to be using that as an excuse uh, I think myself like it'll be an extra incentive for for the team to to, to actually go and prove a point that you know it'll take more than uh, two bus trips to Dublin on the weekend to, to stop us yeah look we, we could we could just as easily come home both games no points or six points to be honest, and because every game is so tight, um, you just just have to look at the second game of the last bank holiday weekend. Like we played our best forty minutes of football against Shelburne in the first half, then things went pear shaped, and I don't even think that was down to tiredness or anything like that at all. It was just that, you know, first five minutes we did, first five minutes ten minutes we started slow in both halves, in my opinion, and before we knew it, it was. You know, we gave away the shitty goal, and then we gave away the 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 own goal, and it was just, just you know, just things went against us. But I don't think it was because of 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 fitness or yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that. And yeah. um, so I'd like to think that, you know, there's we play our best 40, 50, 60 minutes against Shamrock Rovers, and we replicated the next game again because at the end of the day, that's football, and it's modern day football where. You know, the games come ticking fast. You only have to look over, say, like, League 1, 2, the Championship in England. It's like, 
it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, or Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. Like it's incessant. Mm-hmm. And if you're a pro footballer, you know, you can't let these, you know, oh fuck here, we've got on the bus again. You know, that's just part of being a footballer. And you can't let that get into your, your psyche. You have to, you know, every game's an opportunity too. If you're not at it, you're gone the next game. So or if you're not feeling it, you know, you're not gonna be playing. Simple as that, like. Plus as well, we have a squad that we can change it up for the second game. Yeah. I, I think, prefer if the fixtures were reversed. I think that's what you were saying as well. The last day, on remember for the last weekend, yeah, uh, that I'd rather play Pats first and see what you can get out of that, and then mm-hmm. Shams yeah. is kind of yeah. more of a free hit where yeah. you don't want to be losing one going into the next one. No. Whereas if it's reversed, it's not as as bad. And lads, if you were to say a, a points total out of the two games, out of six, Donald, well, we won. I don't know. I take two. Zero. Say zero, Donald. Zero. <laughs> Don't <laughs> be wrong, you motherfuckers. Very. Um, I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say for we'll one all draw against Shams, and then we'll beat Pat's two 0 I was going to. I was going to say it for myself. Where are you rolling? I was. Yeah. Are you doing the commentary when the game's running? Uh, not that I know of yet. I could be. Don't know. We could do a couple of Max Matagos running. You're your lucky charm there every yeah. time. Yeah. Is Max, Max on the Could come in handy. <laughs> well, for, well, you could do, force, like, force you could your do way into the commentary box in Tala. Oh, no, no, no. You could just do a live stream. You could do like his own personal live stream and uh, commentate <laughs> for us. But uh, yeah, sure luck. I suppose we, we'll wrap it up and we'll leave it there for, for the night and look forward to the to the weekend with two big bumper games and uh yeah so I know there's a lot of people traveling on the trains uh there's a five past nine train and a five past eleven train that'll get you in Dublin uh for the match and you can get the the five past seven or ten past seven train home from Connolly so it's kind of a bit like the old days and uh travel by train so yeah uh should be a good crowd up at uh at both games so I I was just thinking, Jerry, there just before we sign off about your, uh, you know, you're on with Speed of Mick. Yes. I think you'd have to do G String, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You'll do last night in the G String. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. But, uh, oh, just one last thing as well. I sh- We should have more uh, the street signs uh, for the game against Dundalk. So there was a hundred um, on sale at the. The game against UCD and they were gone within they went on sale about six forty five. They were gone uh they were sold out by twenty past seven, so a hundred and what thirty-five minutes. So there's a there's more on the way. They're only twelve quid as well, so it's nice value. Yeah, look really, really well. Yeah. Indoors or outdoors to commute. Yeah. So nice for the garden or anything like that during the summer. Put it on your shed or your man cave or your woman cave or whatever the case. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, all good. Uh looking forward to the the weekend one. So thanks a million. Thanks, son. Cheers, lads. Thanks, Ronan.